0: Gospel of Matthew chapter number 9 and verse 18. Gospel of Matthew chapter number 9 and verse 18. While he spake these things unto them, behold, there came a certain ruler and worshipped him. Could you read that with me? And worshipped him, saying, My daughter is even now dead. But come and lay thy hand upon her, and she shall live. And Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. And behold, a woman, which was diseased with an issue of blood twelve years, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned. Him about, And when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. And when Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the minstrels and the people making a noise, he said unto them, Give place, for the maid is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. But when the people were put forth, he went in and took her by the hand, and the maid arose. And the fame hereof went abroad unto all the land. But I want you to notice there's several things that happened here, several powerful events that took place in these few short verses that I read to you here from. But I want you to notice in verse 18 where we started to read, it says, While he yet spake these things unto them, behold, there came a certain ruler and worshipped him. And I simply want to preach with the Lord's help for the next few moments upon this subject. It all started with worship. It all started with worship. Let's lift up our hands and our voices unto the Lord and let's pray that his blessing would be upon this service here tonight. Jesus, we thank you, God, for meeting with us tonight in this house. Thank you, God, for blessing everything until this point. We feel your presence, God. Thank you, Lord, for being respondent to our worship. I'm praying, God, in this service as it continues, that you would bless and that you would anoint and that your hand would be upon the preaching of the word of the Lord as it goes forth. Help us to respond accordingly. Help us, O God, to exercise our faith and mix it with the word of faith. I pray it in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you and worship you and praise you for it. Would you clap your hands to him and give him thanks right now? Thank you so much for standing. You may be seated. I don't know if you're curious like I am. And you wonder how certain things got started. How uh, you know certain things become a trend. I uh, read one time about how certain phrases that we use, maxims that we use, and, and little colloquialisms that we use, how they came in vogue, how they came in style, and how uh, they were passed down, or how those phrases come to being. And it's pretty interesting how all that came to be. But it's interesting to me how things have uh, become initiated, what inspired it, what triggered it, or what was the tipping point that brought it to pass. Most wars are fought over serious matters or serious issues such as territories or political freedom, maybe the removal of a dictator or Uh, a government that is uh, oppressing its people. These are the reasons why most wars are fought or why they began, how they get started. But history reveals that some wars have been started over simple misunderstandings and even petty disputes. And so I was looking at this and interested about it. I found some very uh, peculiar things and 1859 on San Juan Island, which is located between the U.S. mainland and Vancouver Island in British Columbia, uh, a man by the name of Lyman Cutler saw, as he was looking out over his potato patch, he saw a pig that was rooting around in it, and so he quickly went and got his gun and gunned it down, shot it, and killed the pig. It just so happened that the pig was owned by a British citizen. He was an American citizen and thus began what was known as the pig war between the United States and Britain. There's the war of the stray dog. There had been tension for several years mounting between Greece and Bulgaria and then uh, 1925, a Greek soldier was shot because he chased a Bulgarian uh, stray dog across the line into Bulgaria. And as a result, a war was started. And so it was called the War of the Stray Dog. A war uh, was started that was called the War of Jenkins' Ear. In 1738, a British mariner by the name of Robert Jenkins displayed a severed, decomposed ear that he had, had with him for some time, can you imagine? And he brought it to Parliament and testified about how that the Spanish Coast Guard, uh, an officer, had sliced off his ear as punishment for smuggling activities that Jenkins was involved in. And the British, as a result, declared war upon Spain, and it is known as the War of Jenkins' Ear. So you can see that there's a lot of history here about how things got started. And sometimes in most strange and unusual ways things get started. But it got me to thinking, have you ever wondered how and what sparks miracles and the supernatural power of God? What initiates God responding and moving in powerful ways? What is it in the Word of God that we can look to and learn from? Because I believe that uh, Jesus Christ, the Bible said, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So there are certain principles that we can study in the Word of God that if that was something that God responded to and God worked in. And if there were certain miracles that were performed, we can study those things and we can find out what it was that brought them to pass and learn from it and therefore we can experience more of them ourselves. I want to see God move. I want to see more prayers answered. I'll just be honest with you, I'm not a sign seeker per se, I don't chase signs, I I seek the one that gives the signs and that performs the miracles, but I do want to see more of the manifestation of God's power, I'm being honest when I say I want to see more of what God has for us, I want to see a greater display of God's uh, activity in this church and in our lives, I want people to be able to walk away and say God's a healer. I I want people to be able to walk away from our church services and say God is still pouring His Spirit out. God is still answering prayer. God is still performing great, wondrous works among His people. I don't believe that's too much to ask for. Matter of fact, I believe that God wants to do that for us. I don't believe we're serving a selfish God, a stingy God, a God that sets back and, and uh, withholds from us or gets any joy out of withholding from us. But I think when we fulfill the Word of God, that He is not even reluctant in the least to giving us everything that we need and desire in Him. Matter of fact, if we would give Him the glory and the praise for it, I believe there's a whole lot more that He's willing to do in our midst. Hallelujah. The Bible said it this way. You have not because you ask not. Praise God. Many times the reason why we have to suffer through or endure certain things is because we've never taken it to the Lord in prayer. We try many times to work it out on our own. We try to figure out a way on our our, our own ingenuity and by ourselves to get the job done. But I'm just telling you there's a God that stands ready to help His people Amen. He said, concerning the works of my hands, command ye me. That does not mean that we're God's boss. That doesn't mean that he is subservient to us. What that does mean is that he stands ready to work for his people because he receives glory, he receives honor in seeing his children. Come on, you believe you're a child of God. When we testify of his miracle working power, it brings God glory when we're able to walk away and say, God, He performed this miracle. It wasn't man that was able to get the job done. It wasn't anything I was able to do. But God came through for me. God worked it out. And God answered this prayer. And God receives glory when we have that kind of attitude. Somebody clap your hands and let's give praise to the Lord right now. And so... In Mark chapter number 5, Jesus first sent his disciples into the very teeth of a storm. I thought about this storm that is going on uh, down on the Gulf Coast. And and do you know how that when storms are coming across the Gulf, it's it's hard to predict where they're going to make landfall exactly. And it is amazing how accurate that they can sometimes be in predicting that. And then it's not always easy to predict the strength of a storm. They have different categories for hurricanes. And, and then after it, it is lowered be below category one, that it falls into the category of being a tropical storm. And we know that all of that has to do with the wind and the fierceness of the storm. And storms of this magnitude or this greatness is... Is not always easy to predict. And the Lord, after probably one of the greatest miracles of His earthly ministry, the feeding of the 5,000, not only did He feed them until everyone was full, the Bible says, but there were 12 baskets that remained over and above what was eaten or partaken of that was still available, uh, meaning that God, uh, He doesn't just give us enough or just do enough for us to survive or to get by, but he's a God of abundance. Hallelujah. He said, I'm able to do it seeding and abundantly above all that you ask or think. And he sends them away. Now, I've always, one, one gospel writer said he constrained them to get into the ship and go to the other side. And this particular passage in Mark, he said, Let's go to the other side. Yet it very clearly says that they got on board the boats and started on their journey and he went apart to pray. And they are sent into the teeth of this storm. But Jesus had sent them and told them to go to the other side. I just want to stop right there and say that the Lord will never ask you to do anything that He will not keep you and sustain you to be able to do it. He'll never ask you or challenge you to do anything that He is not going to give you the ability, the anointing, and to equip you to be able to be successful in the things that He asks you to do. God doesn't get any glory out of us failing or falling on our face. But he did this really to test their faith in his word and obedience to his word and trust in him and that he was going to sustain them and help them to reach the other side. Because how many knows that somewhere in life you're going to be faced with a a storm in your journey. You're going to be faced with a situation that's going to seem insurmountable. And so what this scripture is saying to us is that God has the ability to help us in the midst of our storms, in the midst of our situations, and the needs that arise in our lives that seem like they're too big or too enormous for us to be able to handle by ourselves. But remember, he said, let us go to the other side. Praise God. That means you're you're going to arrive there. It's going to happen. You may not know how. The storm may be fierce, and it may seem like it's impossible, but if you'll hold on to my word, and if you'll trust in me, we'll see to it that you get to the other side. Praise God. Now, I'm sure that they were reluctant to leave this place where they had been anyway because this again was one of the greatest miracles that they had ever witnessed the Lord doing and you know how we are we kind of like to stay in places where we know that God is moving and where it's working for us and miracles are happening we, we like to stay in that particular place we don't want to move beyond that but sometimes in our walk with God he prods us a little bit and causes us to, to progress in faith into areas that are unknown even though we might be reluctant because you can't stay here forever that, that, that time that he took those three disciples up to the Mount of Transfiguration Simon Peter said I, I, this is so wonderful this is so great uh, why, don't we just, why don't we just stay here in this place and, and we'll just build three tabernacles here and you know what Simon didn't realize was that That there was coming a day where it wouldn't be a tabernacle made with men's hands. But there was coming a day that he was going to be the tabernacle of the Spirit of God that was going to live on the inside of him and so you can't just stay here you can't stay in this place I know you enjoy what you're feeling you're thankful for the experience and you've never seen anything this great but I've got greater things that I want to do for you but you can't get them just staying here on top of this mountain you got to move out of this place you got to walk down off of this mountain peak you got to walk down into a valley where there's a massive amount of people that need to be ministered to and then I will elevate you to a another place in me, and another experience that is even greater than this. And that's how it works in our relationship with God. The Bible says we move from glory to glory. I'm thankful for everything I have seen and everything I have experienced, but I happen to believe that God has more for me in the future if I will just keep on in faith walking with Him, believing Him, trusting Him, and being obedient to His Word. You got to keep acting in faith. Amen. Even when you see storm clouds, even when you feel the wind blowing against you and contrary to you, even when it seems like it's an impossibility and you scratch your head and wonder, why is it that God is asking me to do this? You got to have the faith to step out. You got to board the boat and go to the other side because God has greater things for you. And that's, that's, that's sort of how it got started. But God was taking them somewhere. And when they landed on the shores where the Gadarenes were, the Bible said there came one out of the tombs that they had tried to constrain but they had been unsuccessful and so he still had chains and manacles hanging off of him and his hair was all disheveled, spittle down upon his beard. His clo- clothes that he had 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 been ripped off of him, and he was standing there naked before everyone, crazed and his mind and speaking, maybe unintelligibly, when, when they first saw him. But the Bible says that when they arrived there with Jesus, that that man came and fell at his feet and began to worship him. Even under the influence of all the things that he was under the influence of, all the demonic powers could not stop him from worshiping God. Oh, it makes me want to stop right there and just preach for a little bit. Some people they say, Well, I, I just really didn't feel my liberty to worship God. I, I really felt resistance and I didn't feel like I could really praise God like I wanted to. I felt a bad spirit and that well this man he had a legions of a legion of devils and it did not stop him from worshiping God. It did not stop him from praying. I'm going to tell you what the devil, he can do a lot of things, but one thing he can't do, he can't keep you out of the presence of God. He can't keep you from worshiping God. He can't keep you from praising God. It doesn't matter how bad it gets. It doesn't matter how much he resists you. It doesn't matter how much he tries to fight you. He can't keep you down from praising God. If you got your mind made up, this man proved you can worship your way through whatever spirit, whatever attack of the enemy comes against you. Worship, amen, is greater than that. It's more powerful than that. He said, I, 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 I got to worship him. He realized, he took knowledge of who he was and that he was able to help him and he began to worship him. And the Bible said this man again that had been in this condition for a long time that had received help from those of the city, the town and it was to no avail they had already tried and attempted to do all that they could do to help him. And it was to no avail. It was unsuccessful. And the scripture says that this man worshiped the Lord. And the Lord looked at him and said, What is your name? Of course, the devils answered and said, Legion, for we are many. But that did not intimidate the Lord. Praise God. It didn't matter if it was one. And I've heard some people say that it could have been as many as 10,000. I don't know exactly uh, what the figures are, but whatever it was, the Bible does say that there were many. It wasn't just one devil. And I don't believe that this man got in this shape overnight, but I believe it was something progressively happened. I believe that. Because uh, uh, one spirit wasn't dealt with that more came to accompany it. And because they weren't dealt with then more felt at home moving in. And he found himself in this place where he could not even control himself emotionally or mentally. He was totally out of it. Praise God. And this man had many spirits that were binding him. But the Lord he rebuked those devils that were there and sent them into the swine, and the swine ran into the sea. And an interesting fact about this is that the Lord told someone, hey Amen, go back over there in the boat. I got a I got a set of clothes I'm gonna give to him. And I you ever wondered why that when he went back to the sea? that he was clothed in his right mind the scripture says and they were all amazed at it who was it or where was it that he got those clothes I'm going to tell you I believe that the Lord had made provisions for him amen and maybe before he ever got there he said I'm going to bring a suit of clothes for this man because when we get there he's going to have the need amen I'm going to deliver him and when he goes back to the city I want him to go back amen not just in his right mind but I want him to go clothed and in his right mind. I want to take care of the needs that is in it. I want to be a provider for him. I'm preaching to somebody here in this place. God will take care of every detail, everything in your life that you need him to take care of. Praise God. This man was delivered. Have you ever wondered where it got started? I'll tell you where it got started. It got started when he worshipped. When he gave praise. When he came and fell at the feet of Jesus and gave thanks to him. That's how deliverance always gets started. You need God to deliver you. You need some chains to fall off tonight. You need free from addiction. You need free from the things that bind. i tell you how it can happen. i tell you how that can take place is when you start worshiping and praising and magnifying God. It all started with worship. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 You see, you see, I could preach this on a Sunday night and blow the roof off, and we we could all expect that on a Sunday night, but I I purposely feel that the Lord placed this on my heart for tonight. Because worship is not relegated to only Sunday night. It's not relegated to only one night out of the week for Pentecostals. But we're worshipers all the time. Anytime you want to get a move of God started, just start worshiping. Anytime you want God to start working, just start worshiping. It doesn't matter if it's Wednesday, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Amen. You want God to work for you, just start praising Him. Come on, let's lift up our voice and give praise to the Lord right now. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Now, I I believe we're going to have something happen here tonight. Yeah, I believe we're going to have something happen here tonight. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, it all started with worship. It all started with praise. No devil can stop you from praising God. No devil can hinder you from praising God. Praise God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, yes. Yeah, devil says you can't run the aisles on Wednesday night. Devil said you can't leap for joy on Wednesday night. Devil tries to tell you, you got to sit there and be still Hear a little Bible study and go home. I got news for him. Hey Amen. This is a different Wednesday night. And when we leave here, we're gonna shake our head and say it all started when somebody got to worship him, praise him and praising and magnifying God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Oh, if you need God to do something for you, won't you move out in the aisle? Start praising Him right now. Start worshiping Him right now. Want a miracle? Start praising Him right now. Want deliverance? Start praising Him right now. Want God to answer a prayer? Start praising Him right now. Yes, hallelujah. Oh, yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. It all started. It all started when somebody started worshiping. Hallelujah!
1: Hallelujah! Hallelujah!
0: Thank you, Jesus. Oh, need a touch, worship him. Need strength, worship him. Need answers, worship him. That's where it all starts. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, I preached about those lepers the other service. One came back to worship, and it ended with total restoration. Praise God! You want God to renew something in you? Worship Him! Worship Him! Worship Him! That's where it all starts. Oh, praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Let's sing. Praise, praise God. Clap
1: your hands, make a joyful noise. Blow the trumpet, shout.
0: Praise Him for the victory. Lift the oh,
1: the youth on the battlefield. Worship is the way to paddle the Praise God. hands leap for joy. Yes, the to stop I can't stop God. Oh, praise hallelujah, his name. hallelujah, praise God, thank you, Jesus, oh, praise in his name, oh, hallelujah, praise God.
0: I'll tell you what I'd like for us to do. I'll tell you what I'd like for us to do here. I'll tell you what I'd like for us to do. I'd like for us to take a little different approach. Sometimes we come and petition God, and that's correct, that's biblical. Sometimes we need to take that prayer request to another level of faith and say, I'm going to worship you as though I've already received the miracle. What I mean by that is I want you to think about whatever it is in your mind that you would like God to do in the next few weeks. I'm I'm talking about putting a time limit on it. In the next 30 days, this is what I'd like to see God do. It may seem like a total impossibility for that to happen in the next 30 days to you. But I want you to get that in your mind. You got it in your mind? And then I want you to think about it this way. I want you to think what response would be appropriate to give to God in thanks and worship? What would I be willing to do if God answered that prayer? I want you to think about that. I want you to contemplate it. I want you to really consider it. I don't want it to just be a passive. Would you come to church and say, oh, praise God. Would you come to church and say, well, thank you, Jesus. Would you come to church and just... Well, I'm thankful, but I, you know, whatever. Probably would have happened anyway. No, I doubt it. What would be your attitude? What would be your response? And then I'm going to ask you, why would we wait? If we believe God is able, if we have faith in God that He can, I want you to go into it like you're coming out of it. Hallelujah. I said, I want you to go in into this that you're praying for, into this that you're believing for, like you would if you was coming out of it. Hallelujah. Praise God. i dance, brother. I'd leap. I'd run the aisles. I'd shout. That's what i do. Come on. God filled your spouse with the Holy Ghost. What would be your response? If He got a hold of your lost kids, what would be your response? If He healed your body... What would you do? God, you're worthy and you're able, so I'm going to go ahead and praise you anyway. Oh, come on, let's worship Him right now. The way we would if we were on the other side, the way we would if we already had the prayer answered, the way we would if we'd already had the miracle. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's see it again. Praise God. Praise God. Can't
1: stop praising His name. I can't stop praising His name. I just can't stop. can't stop praising His name, Jesus. Just can't stop, can't stop praising His name. I just can't stop praising His name. I just can't stop praising His name, Jesus. Lift up your voice and sing for joy. Tap your hands, make a joyful noise. Blow the trumpet and shout praise to the victory.
0: Oh, no, 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 no.
1: Yes,
0: oh, I just can't stop.
1: Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, you're a liar, oh, Jesus has the power, you me on oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes Lord. stop. Praise, Praising his, name, can't stop. praise oh, his name, I just can't stop. Praise his name, Jesus. Just the can't stop. Praising his name, can't stop. Praising his name, my can't Praise Oh,
0: Oh, would you lift up your voice to him and let's give him praise right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your name, Lord. Praise your name, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Man, I, I may be a thousand miles off, but I, I just really feel this strong. I, I feel like there's some people, and I've already felt it very strong in one particular case, but I feel like it's more than just one. You're wrestling with a lot of worry, fears about the future. Where's this all going to end up? How's it all going to come out? How's it going to work out? Those kinds of things. I'm going to tell you, this world is full of a lot of uncertainties. And I mean, life can turn on a dime. One phone call can turn your world upside down. One situation can alter everything. We know that. But you know, David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. God's just got a way of taking care of his own. I don't know how this thing's going to end up, but I know how it needs to start. It needs to start with worship, praise, and trust in God. Yeah. Yeah. And the Bible encourages us to do this. It says to take off the garment of heaviness or spirit of heaviness it calls it and put on the garment of praise. I feel like on a few tonight there's a heaviness of worry on your mind. No, you... You do your best to march on, put a smile on, and stay encouraged and all of that. But there's a weight, an encumberment that you feel kind of just on you. God can lift that burden. He said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. And I believe God wants to relieve you of that worry right now. Right now, as every eye is closed, if that's... If that's you, I, I pray that you just raise both hands in the air right now and say, God, take it, take it, take it. In Jesus' name, just worship Him. Just worship Him. Just worship Him. Thank you, Jesus. Nobody looking around. Nobody, nobody worried about whether or not you're seen or not. God's going to take that heaviness. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Come on, God's doing it even now. And you're going to feel it. The load's going to get lighter. Every day, every day from this point, the load's going to get lighter. God's going to help you. God's going to strengthen you. God's going to bless you. Well, come on, let's all praise Him now. Let's all thank Him now. I Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God is so good. And I want to also commend this church family for being a good church family to be a part of staying connected to one another and sensitive to one another's needs and concern for one another I appreciate that you never know what just a little word of encouragement can do for somebody text, a phone call I mean we're living in such a communicative world there's always a way to reach out and touch or affect somebody's life and it has a big, big impact further than what we sometimes realize, more influence than we realize. Hey, God is blessing us as a church. And I believe that if we will not allow ourselves to become fragmented or allow any kind of thing to come in here to kind of take away from the focus and that's upon serving God and seeing God work and the harvest that he wants to give us. I believe that great things are just going to continue to happen. Praise the Lord. I really believe that. I feel something. I was telling somebody the other day, I think I maybe told more, more than one, that almost 15 years past in this church, I feel more poised now than ever before for revival, for a move of God. Amen, amen. And I really feel that. God has his hand on us. A lot of it's the times that we're living in. You know, people's going to start looking towards the church. People that's walked away from the church are going to start looking back to the church. Because, I mean, we're dealing with crazies in the world. World leaders that are crazy shooting missiles off and threatening nuclear attack. and Got that going on. Got huge... More than ever in history, flood event down on the coast. This 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 thing's reeling, but it's it's God. It's all in God's hands, and God has a purpose some way in it. And it could be that He wants to send us great revival and everyone that preaches the truth, great revival as a result. I believe that with all my heart. Praise God. Let's clap our hands to the Lord and thank Him.